0: Welcome to Man Versus, the show where two guys have candid, unscripted talks about all things man. So whether you're a new dad, a new husband, or have an empty nest, this is our place to meet and talk it all out. This is Pesh and Coop. Welcome to this episode. I wish this show was sponsored by anybody right now, but more importantly, I wish it was sponsored by Popcornopolis' organic white cheddar popcorn, because... I, I consume this in so many different ways. Like, crunch you, it up. You and, had me until you said organic. Well, sorry. But it's just so good. I'm probably going to be crunching on it the whole time. Because I can't stop. If I can mainline it, I would. So, there you go. There's the ad spot. Popcornopolis. <laughs> it's <If> so <laughs> good. If you could mainline it, you would. That's catchy. It is. I'm, I'm good. So... <clears throat> Yeah, let's, what do we want? We want to talk about lineage? Yeah,
1: why not? I mean, that's, it's only been our pet project for four years.
0: Yeah, let's start there. Something like that. Why don't you intro it?
1: Well, lineage is a, you know, we all, back when our, in our photography days in jujitsu, we decided that we'd be better off together than a separate, you know, all the, well, not all the photographers, but, you know, quite a few of the. The main photographers at the time, you know, there was Alicia, there's Kenny, um, Mike Columbus. Mike Columbus was a he was a little newer on the jujitsu side. He'd been doing MMA for, gosh, a couple days. He's been doing it, for, yeah, for a while. <laughs> and uh, him and myself and then Pesh and we just, you know, we got together and thought, you know, let's let's try to what we we wanted to call it, like it was, we didn't call it, but, you know, it was more or less a co-op to just get together, share ideas about, you know, pricing, how to shoot things, things like that. And we started off, you know, having regular conversations and meet like over the telephone, different meetings and, you know, just people get busy. And um, at one point it was just down to you and I, and Kenny was still kind of going strong on the Facebook page for a while. And then it just really just died out. And, you know, within the past less than a week, you know, we've kind of put a revival on it. Just you and I getting the Facebook page back together and getting a new, not a, not necessarily a website, but just a, a gallery so we can throw up some old images and, you you know because I, one of the things that there's a lot of guys that are just competing today that well, some that are brand new and they have no idea about you know some of the history, uh, you know, of images and things like that. You know, from I mean, some of my images go back to 2008, you know, the world's I mean, Felicia was with us, you know, hers go back to I want to say 2005, so you know, she has quite a bit of quite a bit more history, but. Um. So, you know, we want to make those available so people can see them again. And the other thing is, a lot of the guys that, you know, we shot when they were... You know, blue belts, purple belts, white belts. And this is the most fun part, I think. Yeah, this is great. They're black belts now. They're brown belts. And to be able to go back and and showcase them, you know, the <laughs> the, the when we were young or when they were young um, uh, category, it's 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 kind of fun to go back and, and, and see some of these guys, you know, when they were just, not that they're not hungry now, but when they were hungry to get the black belt. And, you know, they finally, some of them achieved that just in the past few months. So... You know, it's neat for us and hopefully it's neat, you know, for them and for, you know, people who are fans of theirs, who are new fans of theirs, you know, or, you know, they follow them or, you know, they're students of them. They can go back and say, oh, look, there's my professor when he was a purple belt or a blue belt. So, you know, hopefully the athletes are getting something out of it, you know, as much as
0: we are. Well, I mean, the the one thing I dig about it, too, looking back is that, you know, some of these folks... Okay. So my instructors were all pretty much black belts when I met them for the most part, you know, and, you know, to see a few pictures of them, like literally only a handful of photos of them competing at like Brazilian nationals or, or some tournament down in Brazil. But it was like, Oh, that was when I was a blue belt or that was when I was a purple belt and very few images that they have there. And it's just really neat to see uh, a lot of these competitors, like you said, just sort of grow through the years. And what's kind of neat about it too is, <clears throat> excuse me, is we've been able to see uh, kind of the the birth and explosion of jujitsu in California, and thereby yeah. you know throughout the nation, and even started to bring you know more talent from around the globe you know to the worlds in in Long Beach. So it's been really neat to see this grow, and and not really knowing at the time. All right, hey, I'm going to photograph this kid Edwin, right? Yeah, and. Bam, turns out he's the flying triangle, you know, guru, right? Yeah. So, and recent black belt, Uh you know, which is awesome.
1: And like, you know, right now, uh, you know, kind of multitasking, you know, just going through some images, you know, while we're talking. And here's, you know, Majid Hage is a blue belt in Vegas in 2010. And he's a black belt now, you know, and. It's, uh, I think he broke his finger in, in Vegas or or maybe, maybe didn't break it or dislocated it pretty bad or something during a match. And, you know, he doesn't have the, the, I don't know what you'd call his hairstyle now, (laughs) but, uh, he's got, he's pretty close cropped hair and, you know, it's funny to it's funny to see him.
0: So that would have been, oh man. So blue belt. I remember I was around him when he was a green belt. I was getting yeah. tapped by him as a flipping green belt little sixteen year old maybe younger fifteen year old um, so yeah it's it's really it's really kind of neat to look back through these and and share this and <clears throat> the neat thing or the interesting thing about it is that oh sorry bumping the mic there it's awesome for audio quality right um, neat thing about it is that this is this has been something that we've been wanting to um, kind of amass and market and and really do since you know for well, a good long time now four years sure and it just sort of hit me the other day and this is I think what spawned it all here you know was like look we've got we've got great images from the past remember I brought up like doing like a garage sale on them once you know like let's just kind of get them out there and, and, and just remind people of you know some of these folks and it's it's kind of renewed a little bit of a desire to shoot some more Although, again, just like when I got back to it, you know, with you and I wanted to put together lineage a while back, the idea started was I wanted to do it more on my own terms. Now, my own terms now are about the same as they were before. Right. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm I'm just a little bit more specific about what it is I'm I'm trying to accomplish, but still a little bit hesitant. You know, I don't want to go out there and. You know, not saying I'm all that, but the same is with you. It's like once you get out there and start being seen on the sidelines, people start wanting you to shoot more. And the next thing you know, you're out there spending long weekends, um, you know, for, you know, for the love of this. But, you know, after a certain amount of time, you're like, dang it, I'm I'm missing out on, you know, I'm upsetting my wife and I'm missing out on family things. And, you know, balance starts to become a conversation again. So.
1: Oh, yeah. That was... Again, that was the main reason I stopped doing it. But, you know, like you said, after looking through some of these images and. I mean, the the quality of images out there is is far superior to what it
0: was five years ago,
1: let's say, you know, people. You mean just the in like built
0: in quality or in, the no, talent it, of it, the,
1: people the, the people or. The ta- I would say the talent of the people, you know, for the most part, um, people are producing some decent images. And, but I, you know, I like to think I have a a, a different take on photography, you know, on, on jujitsu photography, especially because I don't, I mean, I can't even put a finger on what my, makes mine different than other people's, but I've heard from multiple people that, you know, I can always tell if it's your image because of the, you know, Actually, I don't even think they give a reason. It's just they know one of my images. And I like that. And, you know, I try to – I'm trying to showcase it in a different way than, say, you know, 90% of the photographers that are on the sidelines. So, you know, hopefully that – well, anyway, to, (coughs) to get to what I was saying, I have this renewed fire to start shooting again. And I was approached by a really good friend of mine in the industry who asked if I, you know, I'd be interested in shooting again for him? And, you know, coincidentally, it was like a day after you and I had talked. So, you know, there's some kind of energy out there that that uh, is, you know, is keeping everybody kind of informed of what's going on. So,
0: yeah, I kind of have the the itch a little bit. There's a tournament coming up in March that. I mean, it's local. It's not, you know, I'm not going to have to travel to Dallas or Houston or anything else like that. <clears throat> and, um, you know, it's it's one of these, uh, Um, I hate to compare it to anything, but it's kind of, a, it's along the profile of, you know, a batch of super fights, you know. So I wouldn't say Metamoris, but they've certainly got the most kind of publicity on putting together big, you know grapplers fights and things like this. And yeah, there's some MMA fighters that are going to be in there, but it's purely kind of coincidental. I think, right. They're just trying to match up people in the Austin area. Um, you know, with high talent from good schools that, you know, match up well, weight wise, they really don't, I don't think they scout them a whole lot.
1: Right. Well, Eddie Bravo has his new, um, his new event coming up. That was supposed to be in Mexico. And one of my friends, Marissa, or, um, not Marissa. Uh, Blanca, Uh um, she, I believe she's in charge of like media and things like that for that event. And she announced yesterday that they're actually bringing it back to the States. And there she's, she couldn't say why, but I guess there's a big announcement coming. So now, you know, I, I immediately messaged her like, Hey, so when are you going to release this? And I haven't heard back from her, but, um, you know, that's going to be a, I'm looking forward to that event.
0: Yeah. That would be interesting. I mean, I missed out on the opportunity to really jump into the one that was at on it down here in Austin, uh-huh. <clears throat> but felt like it was going to be kind of crowded anyway. Um, and
1: yeah, it, the other one I thought, cause I shot EBI four yeah. and I thought it was going to be, it was pretty crowded as far as photographers go. right? And, um, <clears throat> But it was nice being up, you know, because I was right, right next to the action. So it was, it was pretty nice. And you know, thanks to uh, Blanca for you know hooking me up with that. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe I can, uh, maybe I can sneak in the next one and, and get some more images.
0: Yeah, those would those would be fun. Um, but the neat thing about, well, I keep saying the neat thing about or the whatever whatever about, you know, um, the adjective fill in the blank about. <clears throat> You know, it's, it's just, hopefully, I mean, I was looking at our stats and I shared some stats with you and just over the past few days we've had, you know, pushing 10,000 photo views. Right. And I mean, I was a little, uh, I was a little bit surprised, um, not, not in a bad way or anything, but I'm like, I know I didn't look at all of the images, so it's kind of neat to kind of thumb through. Don't worry. I took care of it. <clears throat> you looked at them all for us. <laughs> Good. Pretty much. Well, most of them are your images anyway. So I would hope you looked at them. (laughs) Well, you are, you know, it's funny. We were talking yesterday
1: and I'm like, Hey, you know, make sure you, 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 that you link some images as well to our Facebook page. And funny enough, you, you linked one of my images. No, I had to, I
0: mean, I'm, I was looking through and was just surprised. I'm like, well, look at that. You know, I know Brian and and it was just kind of cool to, uh, to call it out. So it's just, it's kind of neat to, you know, sort of reconnect and in a weird yeah, he's way. a black belt. I know. Yeah, so I remember Brian when he first started. Yeah, I mean, he was a go getter from the get go. And now he's with he's with Clark Gracie now. He's with Clark he? now. Yep, because he was with Gracie
1: Baja Then Atos when I when I met him. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. And and Atos shortly after
0: that. So yeah, he's been uh, <clears throat> he's been bouncing around. I didn't want to really, you know, I know we're gonna turn this into like a jujitsu slash photography kind of <laughs> kind of right. thing, but um, it still begs the question. I still would love to. Um, you know to share what we know and and kind of how to shoot not not like the way we did but just how to deal with the conditions and situations and and uh marketing and things like that within you know this niche of photography because you know even though there are a lot more than we had when we were involved real heavily there still aren't that many and there's always room, you know, there's always room for more, right? It's kind of like when it comes down to wedding photographers or almost any other niche, there's, there's plenty of clients out yeah. there for, for all of us. So, correct. you know, it just depends on how we want to well, attack and if the market. Right. And if you're good, <clears throat> they'll find you. Sure. You know, well, there's still there's still folks, and I know that they know. Like Lana Hunter, she's you know she lives now down in San Antonio, which is an hour and a half south of me. But even when she goes out to California, she'll you know reach out, and I'm like, I don't live there anymore. She's like, I'd love for right. me to shoot. And I'm like, I'm probably not going to travel for a five day tournament. For, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to shoot too, but. Yep. So, but anyway, it's been a cool uh, cool rekindling and. Um, you know, it's not that I, it's not that I don't shoot any, well, I do shoot less compared to, you know, when I did a year ago or two years ago, for example, but it's not that I'm no longer shooting, but it is an interesting sort of thing. And I'll give you another example. <clears throat> I love examples. This one's a good one. No, but I'll, I'll just give you another little thing that sort of like, you know, having that other brand reach out to you, um, it, it kind of spurred a little bit more of an interest, right? You know, you're like, oh, okay. Sorry, I got to clear my throat.
1: Well, especially somebody like him that I respect so much, you know, because he he does things the way I wish I had done things early on. You know, when I first started, it was – and not that it's a bad thing, but I was strictly about – I don't want to say getting paid, but I wanted to make sure – I got something in return for my images and I just didn't give them away. Sure. Me too. And he does, he it's, it's neat how he handles his business because he makes money. I I don't, I mean, I don't know how well he does, but he, he, I'm sure he makes enough money, but he does it in a way where he's also generous with his product. And I, I think I, I overlooked that a little bit in the beginning So, um, I think he has a nice balance of being giving as well as, you know, saying, putting his foot down and going, Hey, you know, this is a business too. So,
0: but yeah, it was was nice. It was nice hearing from him. Well, the thing that, the thing that kind of got me a little bit was that, um, one of my instructors here and I've known him for a, a good long time you know like since 2000 actually looking back at the the photo that I'd gifted him uh, was from 2008 <clears throat> Babalu was having his open house this is in Dunji. um a uh, um you know, just a, a friend that we have in common. Well, anyway, he's got an academy right now, but they're moving to another location and, like, doubling their square footage of, of just mat space and opening up a bunch of other And his school things. was was a pretty good-sized school to begin with. It still is, but, like, there are parts of the facility, like, right now the men's changing room is really, really small. Like, yeah. really oh, small. Oh, yeah, it was just that little tiny room. Yeah, it's a sliver. Yeah. <laughs> but um, besides that, so the new place is, like, full-on... You know, changing room with like two shower stalls for both the men and the women in different rooms, not the same room. But, uh, men's um, room. Well, I'm out. There's a couple showers. Um, I, you'd be happy with just one shower in the men's room that exactly. everyone had to share. Mandatory. <laughs> this is fine. Post workout. I'm okay with this. I'm all right. Um, <clears throat> but to kind of, you know, to show him thanks, uh, because he's been a, a help for me. He's been, uh, you know, kind of an, an encourager as well, since I'm trying to, you know, sort of get, just stay back in jiu-jitsu. Um, so I printed off an image for him, a big 30 by 45, you know, inch print of him, Master Carlos, and Babalu just all, you know, smiling at the camera and being together. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, he loved it. Loved it. And as I was, you know, presenting and, it to him. And, and he's not affiliated <clears throat> with them anymore, correct? Um.
1: I don't Cause I think he, I think he's just big now. Oh, Babalu? You know, Babalu. Yeah. Babalu
0: is just the Babalu iron, Babalu's iron. Is that band. who you're talking about? No, I'm talking about Dungey. Oh, Dungey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's moving into a new, he's moving into a new uh, location. Oh, I, like, yeah. <laughs>
1: this whole time I'm talking, thinking of Babalu's California? space.
0: Yeah. 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 So I was back in okay. California and I didn't even call you. We didn't go to, you know, where was that place? Well, Canes. Well, that's typical. Canes. Yeah. Canes. No, that's not typical. You want nope. strips? You want chicken strips? We got them. <laughs> yeah. How many? Ch- the the question isn't, do you want <laughs> strips? It's how many? Um, Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to gift him this to put on his wall because we were talking about it. And, <clears throat> you know, I was looking back through the images and that's kind of what led to, hey, look at all these great images that I have. I should share them. Right. Um, but at the same time, giving it to him, I mean, he was excited super excited he felt like you know hey you know just he just continued to want to give more to me but what it did was since i've been messing around with woodworking lately is i was like you know what i need to put this in a frame i need to make a frame for you i've got some walnut i've got some maple i could probably you know put together a decent a decent frame now and uh, all we need is some glass you know so um it got me thinking like That could actually be the product, if you will, you know, as a, as a great image, a great portrait a gate, whatever, but then custom framed and, you know, delivered by me. And it's an, it's more of an art piece, like what you would do with your paintings.
1: And yeah. And a custom frame that's made by you, not, not picked up at, you know, Michael's or something like
0: that. Right. Yeah. Which would, which would be pretty neat, I think. Yeah. But we'll see. I know I'll do it for him, but, um. I know I've got to go on a uh, frame-making rampage here to get some photos up on our walls in our house, but right, um, we'll see if that catches on at all. I think it'd be yeah, cool. It's funny you mention my
1: paintings because there, there was a time there, it was just, that's all I was doing. And you know why? Because the kids were away on vacation with grandma and grandpa and on the <laughs> East Coast, and I had 10 days to do nothing. Send them out. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, when can you guys go back to the back to Baltimore. So, but I do need to get back in, into, into doing that. I just have so many things on my plate right now, you know, adding,
0: adding the lineage thing. Um, Which are, I mean, to reiterate on the air, you know, my goal is that it is, that it's not anything we really have to work on. Yes. You know, it's, it's our archive. Well, for me,
1: There's going to be quite a bit of work up front because I want to make sure that I keyword images and things like that. So when people come to look, if I happen, you know, I don't know everybody's name, but I'm going to try and put people's names to photos as much as I can so they can go to the site, search for their name, and hopefully I've got some images of them right that are keyworded so that's why there's work for me once i get through this it's just gonna you know hopefully it'll just take a life of its own and um you know we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens right
0: yep so that's good you know i hope that this could be yet another one of those things our kids look back on or look up at or, or whatever right you know it's neat that grace is talking about hey when you know when can I be a photographer? When can I learn photography? And I'm like, you've, you are a photographer right Right now. You don't don't realize it. You You currently are. I mean, we got her a small little camera not too long ago. And, you know, so she's gotten used to taking photos of people and asking them to take their picture. And, you know, she's getting a little bit more outspoken and things like that. But, you know, I think if not, Real soon, maybe by next year, that's about, you know, she'll be eight years old. It'd be a good time to start sitting her down a little bit and being like, all right, cool. So take this camera and go photograph things that are all the same color, you know, or right. looking at compositional elements or, or things like that just to <clears throat> just to get her mind thinking about, like, what she could do, right? Instead of just aimlessly running out there and shooting a camera. Exactly. So Yeah,
1: my it's funny. I, I keep telling, you know, because... They offer photography in school, you know, in junior high, and high school, and I keep telling Aiden, "Hey, t- why don't you take photography?" It's like, "Oh no, you can teach me." It's like, "Okay, but yeah, you cannot let's have enough. That. You cannot have enough like learning." No, well, that t- true, but on the other side, it's like, "Well, let's do it then. Let's <laughs> let's learn." Yeah, okay, well, all right. You know, it's and it just never happens. And you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beg him to to teach him, you know, photography, but
0: it's, uh, hopefully someday he'll, he'll come to me and go, all right, I'm ready. Yeah, that's cool. Well, you know, Jordan would do that from time to time too. How do you do this dad? You know, but it was, it wasn't very concentrated or I'd share with him or, or whatever. But, you know, I would ask him like, Hey, look, take my portrait settings already set. You know, it's all manual right now. Just get a good focus and just compose it the way you want to compose it. So right, um, he took to that pretty well. Actually, I started teaching him how to shoot in program mode on the Canons um, a good while okay. back. And he shot, he, he was he's published. I mean, he was, I think, 10 or 11 years old, and he's already published in Gracie Mag. Yeah. Um, he shot a shot a photo of um, Ian. Um, dang it. I'm drawing a blank on his last name right now. Oh, Ian, uh, Alliance guy? Yeah, Alliance down in Atlanta. In Ian. Atlanta? Dang on it kicking myself. It'll hit me in a dad, little bit. Didn't his dad <clears throat> pass away? He did. John, I think it was Jim. 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 Yeah. He, so what is Ian.
1: his last name?
0: Anyway, um, it'll occur to me in a minute. But <clears throat> So he, he kind of knew what he was doing already. If only
1: we had a device where we could look information up from all over the world and get answers, you know, at
0: our fingertips. Okay. We're going to have to cut this part out of the episode because you're such a dreamer. It's so (laughs) right. Someday, someday, uh, here, I'm doing it right now. Ian McPherson. That's right. McPherson. There it is. So, um, yeah. So that guy, he, he, (laughs) Jordan, Jordan, uh, was kind of starstruck with him because, like, he's like, "All right, I like that guy. That's my guy." Because they had similar haircuts, similar hairstyles at the time when it was just kind of long and, you know, shaggy, flowy. You know, he had kind of a Dorothy Hamill thing going on for a while. Oh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that one. No, Dorothy Hamill like body. Sorry, Ian. Um, (laughs) No, not at all. His breasts. Wow, Dorothy Hamill. Um, No, but yeah, with that hair. So Jordan, Jordan really kind of liked him, and you know, I got to introduce them together and. You know, when he would photograph him, it just Jordan sort of tagged along with him and photographed him a good bit. So um, anyway, yeah, so but this uh, past Christmas, Jordan got a camera also from his mom and you know he's been doing some skate photography and some video and some things like that and every once in a while I'll see an image that he'll post on on Instagram and you know he's got a he's got a good eye and it's not just cuz he's my somebody's got a he's got a good interesting eye and of course I try to read into it a little bit more and just you know kind of get a sense for what he was feeling but you know he's 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 got a good eye. That's all I can say. Is that the right. stuff that he posts is not? Um, it's not just run of the mill. It's kind of neat. He's done something different to it. Or he's, you know, um, it. There's just there's a feel to him, and I don't know what else to say <clears throat> about good. that. But I would. That's I would all love I have to say about that. That's all I to say. Um, I would love it. I would love to have more time with him with the camera and just, you know, him it'd be really cool if he came to me again and was just like real specific dad here's the lighting situation or here's where i'm at what would you do like all of my stuff has this weird cast or you know just if he gave me something to help him troubleshoot and like to sort of teach him about it or sort of walk him through it a little bit and like oh well the color cast well you know you're you're outside and those lights are blowing you know going you know yellow and it's you know, dark out. So this, you know, the temperature kind of the sky is really, really blue and cold. And, you know, let's start talking about temperature. Like it'd be really neat to, to have those conversations, but you know, to also just see that he's noticing something that's a little bit wonky. Yeah. And he's trying to figure out why. Um, <clears throat> well, I have,
1: it's funny. I, there's a guy that I shoot with out here. His name's Stan. And we do a lot of, we do a, a soft or softball baseball showcase every year in, in June. And he's a you know he's a good photographer. He shoots high school sports a lot. You know, uh, some football. It's basketball season right now, so he shoots a lot of basketball. But we were, we kind of went over some color. Like he's self taught, I believe. You know, and like I am. <clears throat> yeah. So he he was. He doesn't know very much about color cast and, you know, different lights cause, you know, different colors. And, you know, when lights, although you don't see them, they flicker. So if you have a fast shutter speed, you're going to catch that in between the flicker yep. sometimes. And, you know, so he was, you know, it, it was fun kind of instructing him because it's like, he's asking me questions. Well, why is this? Why is it? Well, fluorescent lights gives a green cast. That's why your images have it. And he doesn't have the eye yet to notice it, but... You know, it's like I can look at it because I've been doing it for so long and say, okay, well, that's got a cast to it, you know, whatever color it happens to be, you know, and showing him real basic stuff. But just like, hey, you know, adjust your temperature gauge or adjust your tint, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, his, his image is really you know the the, color, the he, he has a good eye it was just sometimes the color was off so now you know he's starting to learn how to adjust the color and it's you know it's really taking his images to you know taking it from you know really good to you know really
0: really great so right what's interesting that like you can get really you know lost in the technicality of photography but you know eventually you'll you'll get it on on one of the things you know there are five five big areas that that I kind of keep an eye on when I'm when I'm shooting, and I'm not going to turn this into you know <laughs> a photography podcast because there's on. there's plenty out there that are probably going to do a better job describing what I'm what I'm talking about. But <clears throat> you know, once you sort of get one and you you play in that world for a while and you master it, then it's like, all right, cool, I've got it, and I'll move on to the next. And you know, then then it's a, a an interesting journey that you've got because then you can start to. Uh, <clears throat> you know start to explore just a little bit more you get creative with you know your color temperature for example there if you're setting your you know your camera at daylight balance for example and you shoot in one scenario versus another scenario it's just interesting to see uh what comes from that but you know being able to consciously make that decision and you know uh explore it's really really great i agree so, enough photography, yeah, enough of, <laughs> <laughs> enough of that. What do you think we should uh chat about next i mean we've been uh we've been uh well you know i don 't know exactly how many episodes this is right now, and that's my my bad, but you know it's really uh, it's really cool to be able to just you know get together and just kind of talk about whatever is whatever's on our mind, and you know I just want to reiterate you know. This, this podcast may seem like it wanders off just a little bit. These episodes may wander away a little bit. You're just going to be listening to two dudes, one mostly bearded and the other very bearded. Um, just talk about, you know, what's going on either in our lives the stuff that we're challenged with, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is, again, kind of like what Lineage is. It's an archive of what we were feeling and thinking at the time and the stuff that was maybe top of mind or a little bit under the surface or really really far under the surface but that this is just you know ultimately I think it'd be really cool one day to be able to see my my daughter come to me and be like I can't believe you did whatever and we're like how'd you find that out she's like there's yeah. this weird thing that like uh, there's you know whatever new futuristic service it's like yeah there's all these podcasts and for whatever reason it like Cued into something that I was thinking about or doing on my social media thing, but then it dug up all this archival crap from you and took me right to the moment where you were talking about blah blah blah. Right? You know. Hey, there's your million dollar <clears> idea. <throat> Make that happen. I get a million real quadri- I don't know what that is, but um, at any rate, you know, it'll it'll be neat to maybe see that happen. You know, one day in the future. And um, yeah. So what do you what's what's been on your mind lately? You know, we've got a Super few topics. Super Super Bowl. All right, yeah, talk to me about that. Who are you cheering for?
1: You know, I honestly thought the Carolina Panthers were going to win. You know, the the way they looked the past couple of games, you know, really all year. Right. And, you know, Denver's offense was – they were doing just – their defense was phenomenal. But, you know, the offense was doing just enough to get by and – Really, that's all the offense did in the Super Bowl, but yep. and the defense, you know, was able to shut down Cam Newton, and you know, so I was happy. I was, it was, was happy to, you know, see Peyton Manning go out on top, which I, I believe he will retire after this. So
0: I haven't spoken to him since the Super Bowl, so I don't know.
1: Well, he's been busy.
0: Clearly, so he's drinking his Budweiser.
1: <laughs>
0: Why, well, I, you know, can I you imagine open. Budweiser's like? oh my God, did you hear that? Holy shit. Peyton
1: said Bud. Holy shit. <laughs> he they, said because they're not allowed to be sponsored by an alcoholic, um, a company that's involved, like an alcohol company. Right. So right. for him to say that, you know, Budweiser's like, I mean, it makes me wonder if there was a conversation before that, like, hey, Peyton, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you know, uh, we at Budweiser would really <laughs> appreciate it if you get up there.
0: If you were to just mention, like, just say buddy. I mean, buddy would yeah. be good. We'll pay you like ten grand for that. Why not, buddy? <laughs> buddy wise. So, yeah, it was, I, th- I thought it was, a,
1: you know, it wasn't as exciting as some of the Super Bowls have been. And I was going to go there.
0: I was a little let down by the pace of the game and yeah. the excitement in the game. And I was really, I mean, Cam was so good. I mean, league MVP. Yeah. I was really rooting for him to get the Super Bowl because then he would have been the second player all time to have the Heisman national championship league MVP and a super bowl. <clears throat> yeah.
1: I am just, that not a, I'm not a fan to be honest of cam of cam. You know, I'm, I like, I like, you know, the, the hand in the football to the kids and stuff like, you know, I like that, but I just going back to college, I just haven't, I haven't been sold on him. And that's okay. And then, you know, his actions after during the game, you know, Sunday. It was. It just kind of reinforced my my feelings because it. You don't throw a tantrum on the ground. You don't. You know. I don't know. I get you want to win, but you're the leader of the team, and you are meant to. Yeah. Now, funny enough, that I say all this, there was an article <laughs> that said that showed Peyton doing the same thing against yeah. the saints. Yep. Walked and out, everybody's like, Oh, look fit. how competitive he is.
0: Like, Oh no, yeah. that was bullshit then too. You and know? now, now cam does, it. I don't know what it is. It's just sort of the sway. It's like some people don't like him. And I, you know, <clears throat> I like him. I think he's a, he's a very talented athlete. And I mean, let's be honest. We're not, we're not, necessarily paying these people to be good people we're paying them to be good athletes that's why i'm pro like you know what you want to dope and do whatever you want to do great right if i can see you jack a 500 mile home run that's awesome you know if i see a person lose a limb playing football it'll probably gross me out a tad the first couple times i see it on instant replay but i'll get over it do it faster bigger stronger whatever right um it's entertainment for crying out loud but I was, you know, if I had to be analytical about it, I was just, I was let down by the offensive line for Carolina. I was let down by, you know, Cam's, he, he didn't get as mobile in there. It looked like he, they were trying yep. to, you know, let him sit in the pocket and develop a passing game to get his running going. But everybody knows you got to run to pass. Yep. So I was just a little bit bummed that, that they the I don't know if the game plan was off or whatever, but I just didn't, I don't think we saw the best of Cam. And oh, no. But I think that was a product of the defense. I think
1: the defense had a great game plan against him, <clears> and because even when he had a chance to run, he I think he had one substantial run in the game. A but other yeah, other than that, it was I mean they were on him.
0: So no, I'll give you that their D was strong and fast, and dude, there wasn't any there wasn't anything the offensive ends could do. There were two sacks up the middle. Yeah. But he was hit. He was sacked. He was rushed. He was pressured. All that from the corners the whole game. The whole game. It was awesome. It was awesome. No, it was pretty good. But this is the fundamental reason why I was going for anybody but the Broncos is because I don't like the Broncos. I'm sorry. I like Peyton Manning. I think he's a funny dude on SNL. I think he's a talented athlete. I like that we're almost the same age and he's still, you know, killing it out there. But... I don't like the Broncos. I'm not so a Bronco
1: there. fan just because, you know, I lived in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So that's like Bronco country. And it was all Broncos all the time. Yeah. I you know, you're not just, talking about
0: football. You're ah, actually talking about the horses. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Saddles, Saddles chaps. Assless. Assless chaps. And Which I always vests. thought was odd because aren't all chaps assless? I think what they mean is that, but well, you know what they mean. You no. know what they mean. No, actually, I don't, Pesh. Tell me. They mean bare ass, no pants, nothing covering it. All you see is like booty then cheeks. Then why don't they say pantless chaps? <sighs> they, yeah. You, you got me there. Yep. We want an excuse to say ass <laughs> and chaps. <laughs> um, Although running around with pants, pantless chaps in Wyoming would probably chap your ass anyway. Hmm. Mm. Even with the chaps. Sorry, play on words didn't really work. Continue. Moving on. Now back to you. (laughs) Hey, don't
1: throw that to me. (laughs) (laughs) You were
0: talking about assless chaps. Continue. Mm -hmm.
1: No. But being up in Wyoming? Oh, no. It's just, you know, kind of familiarity breeds contempt. So, you know, them being in your face all the time. um, It just, and, you know, I'm I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, so you know it was especially this year you know losing to them to go to the AFC championship and that was tough yep. but um the i was i was rooting for Peyton Manning more than the Broncos and for, and for the simple reason i didn't want eli to be the only manning brother to have two <laughs> super bowls did you see his face yeah. at the end of the game oh my i would love to <laughs> To there no are a way. thousand memes out there I've seen. <laughs> oh, I've seen them all, I think.
0: But, but great. he's not going to live that down. The internet's not going to let him. No, heck no. Well, what about the rest of it? Even Grace, we were watching the halftime and I was just Ugh. quiet, right? Grace was about halfway through. She's like, okay, this is boring. I'm like, yeah, come on over here. Let's tickle. You know, let's well, play. Who, let's whatever. I was just like, let's- who uh,
1: decided that Coldplay was going to put on a very- I mean, their music is not exciting
0: it's, I, well, it's beyond just mellow that, music it is mellow music which I mean I'm okay with Coldplay Chris Martin just bothers me a little bit with his um, his posture literally his physical posture oh, really? on stage because he looks like he's trying to surf or that gravity has like an extra hold on him for whatever reason or whatever uh-huh. I don't get it but his little postures for you know for being a, an entertainer are just so awkward to right. me like dude get up stand up just stand there and belt it out that's it. Well, and then the Black Pantherettes, you know, come marching on the stage—that was kind of interesting. Oh
1: my, <clears throat> yeah, that. I mean, I—I'm not offended by it. I just
0: think, you know what? Let's leave that shit out of the Super Bowl, because no, the rest yeah. of the whole theme of the rest of it was like togetherness and peace and love. Come on, we gotta throw a monkey wrench in there. Yeah. Next year, it's the Ku Klux
1: Klan. They're coming no, out. No, no, no. Stop. Stop. That's and racist. They're, and they're gonna Yeah, exactly. No, nope, that's We're, racist. And you're not even that. allowed
0: to be you're not even allowed to be offended, John. Ugh.
1: That's ridiculous. You can't.
0: You your white privilege no, does not extend to your right. your being I it's, it's racist it's to be offended. It's that microaggression.
1: The microaggression
0: is <laughs> was nothing micro about that.
1: No, but it's, no, it's all the little you you're giving me microaggression so I'm offended. Oh, okay. Joe Rogan has a great talk about microaggressions and on college campuses and just how. I remember hearing something on that too. So uh, kids today are just so easily offended. Well, not just
0: kids, just people in general. Yep. Well, I mean, I think we've gotten more sophisticated with like our, our ability to argue interestingly, um, like minutiaed points. I'm not even using appropriate English right now. I'm just throwing words out there that are making, they sound good. <laughs> they, they do sort of no, but you know what I mean? It's like, you can get really stuck in the details of, of an argument or get really specific and have a kind of a convoluted roundabout way. Yeah. To sort of argue something, you know, but, um, I think that's what's happening now. So whatever. I just, I don't look forward to it when my children are teenagers. I need a safe space. Well, here, let me. hmm. Safe space. Get the fuck out of here. Let me spank you into your safe space. No. Anyway, back to, uh, back to Beyonce. It's not that kind of show. (laughs) No, back to, uh, back to, uh, Beyonce. I was, I was immediately like when I found out she was on there, I'm like, ah, last year wasn't good to me. Um, and then this year I was just like, I don't even really want to watch. Uh, so we were kind of hanging out in the kitchen and grace about that time. She was like, okay, this is boring. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, from the mouths of babes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty it was interesting. It was.
1: And you know, Coldplay, you're hired to, you're the halftime show. Yeah. Bruno Mars and Beyonce. I thought that was upstaged you.
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, they were, they were louder. They were more energetic. Yep. And
0: they stayed upright a lot more. Yeah. They weren't all crouchy. Oh, they a, had a little rap now battle. Now I see what you're talking about, that little crunched over. Yeah, he's like, he's surfing a barrel. It's, it's weird. It is you're right. weird. Like, you're already kind of a small dude anyway. Why make yourself smaller? Anywho, um, but yeah, there's been some memes out there about uh, about Beyonce talking about, you know, <clears throat> doesn't trust police yet, um, requires a police escort to and from, you know, the venue, kind of a thing right so that was kind did, of interesting did she say that well yeah she's she doesn't she doesn't trust him and you know black power black panthers etc well just further whatever. make sure it, yeah. like like the meme says you know make sure you call
1: your crack dealer next time you're or not not call a crack dealer not her crack dealer i can't get you her know? crack dealer um <laughs> call a crack dealer next time you're in trouble you know instead of calling the police and see how far that gets you yeah for sure
0: You know, I will say I was, I was racially profiled. I was, I was, I am a white guy. Um, (laughs) So you're right. I do have good credit anyway. um, (laughs) My bad. Sorry. That went pretty, whatever. I don't care if you're offended, you're offended. But I I personally do factually have good credit and I am Caucasian there. End of, end of it. Um, Racist. The, I am racist. The, I just said that. I don't mean that like that. I'm saying it with the sarcasm that exists around that. <clears throat> okay. Anywho. Whatever However you got to justify listen, it. Listen, Lady Gaga surprised me. And I thought at some point she was going to do something. Do her crazy. Stupid. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was going to do something. She killed it. Stupid. But she killed it. And I was like, all right, that was pretty good. It's not Whitney Houston. Like, you know what? I, although. It was close. I have to say, I liked hers
1: better. I liked Lady Gaga's better. She, it, hers was amazing. Racist. That's right. Because she's white. Is she? <laughs> That's
0: a great question now. No, she,
1: <sighs> yeah, she She did an amazing
0: job. Yeah, I was, uh, I was impressed and 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 up until the very last note I thought for sure she was gonna do something. <laughs> yeah,
1: she's gonna ruin it. Ooh, gaga. Gaga. I it to I last thought she was minute. gonna do something gaga.
0: Yep. But she did a she did a great job. I think it was outstanding. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. But um whatever. The rest was a uh, the rest was kind of a meh. I actually took a little bit of a nap in the third quarter. Oh boy! I was on the couch and just kind of snoring, and Heather's like, "Are, are you asleep?" I'm look, like, "Is this, no, is this
1: vagina radio?" <laughs> we're
0: no. talking about all this
1: fancy stuff instead of manly football, and yeah. we're talking more about the the halftime show than the yeah, game.
0: It's a, the, look, the Super Bowl is pop culture anyway. Let's be real. Sure, you know, there's a week of lead up to it. It's all about blah 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 this and that. You know, pun, uh, folks. We're trying to make a little bit of a racial differentiator there. There's an age difference. There's a race difference. There's a style difference. There's a, you know, a divide between, you know, nationwide insurance, pizza, you know, pizza houses and uh, Buick commercials and then, you know, a guy who dabs and acts a little bit, you know, a little more rowdy, acts like a 26-year-old and, uh, you know, an athlete, you know, living things up, but, you know, so a little bit of a divide there, so it was it's all pop culture.
1: Yeah. And the commercials are so, terrible, by the way.
0: Holy crap. I had somebody ask me, it's like, which one do you think was the worst? I'm like, which, I think I wiped the worst ones from my head. Which one was the funny one?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean exactly. the Alec
0: Baldwin one with you that know Smarino was, was pretty funny, right? Uh-huh. You know, and I like Missy Elliott too, right? But that was pretty that was pretty funny. But the the Steve Harvey one with the T Mobile commercial, that was pretty funny that too. That was good. It was good. I'm liking you know, I'm liking it so but Kevin Hart one eh I mean it was was, that was was bad boys it was bad boys the whole front door thing yep it was Martin did it better I believe oh I agree Martin and
1: and Will Smith Mm
0: -hmm. but he didn't follow his girl on the date that guy was just stupid I mean after the second time dad's there he'd be like don't you just like stop acting a fool yeah you know or not or don't you just like go grab little bitty you know Little bitty Mister Hart, put him in a headlock and be like, "Look, (laughs) I'm your daddy." (laughs) Yeah, it uh, like you may be a grown ass little man. That's funny, but I I get your reference. Well, that you did comedy special. Comedy uh, special. Yeah, by Kevin Hart. Sorry. There we go. So then, what's more manly now? I mean, we can talk about building stuff. I've been I've been looking at a lot of uh, woodworking stuff on Instagram, and I tagged down that one that that ginger wood turner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude! Yeah. The wood chips all about all strewn about this ginormous beard. The beard is as big as your head. Uh, I mean, that was an
1: impressive beard. I, I, I was. I, I'm not gonna rock ever ever rock a beard like that. Why? Hi. I mean. I could get a little bit longer than what I have now and
0: I wrong answer. The wrong the answer is look, it's a it's a two-way safety hazard. One, it could get run over by traffic and two, I would be kicking the women away. Come on. I gave uh, you a softball.
1: Is that what it is? That's what it was. I'd be I'd be kicking the kicking the women away.
0: That's it. Here's the question though. <clears throat> Why do you manscape the rest but grow the big beard? Manscape. I, mean, I don't what? ever see chest hair.
1: I um, mean.
0: Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm <coughs> he taking the shirt, his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> no. It looked like a it looked like a, a a ginger rug. Looks
1: like something you'd buy at IKEA. Now, see I have I'm lucky, like all my other body hair is like real light, so you can't really see it. So just bushy
0: and red on my face. Yep. Yep. Hyper frill. What else? When are, you gonna, when are you gonna start working in some wood again? I know you Do got some tools. I
1: have no time. I have no I time. Plus, I got to clean out the garage, which uh, that's on my list here shortly to to get that taken care of. So now, tell me a little bit about your background in
0: woodworking, though, because
1: <clears throat> you apparently have one. I wouldn't say I have a background. I mean, I I took woodworking. Um, I used to. When I was uh, growing up in New Mexico, my dad had a little shed on the side of the house, and he had a radial arm saw, and I would go in there and just build shit. Even even before that, when I lived with my grandmother in in Ruidoso, we would have all these pieces of. Now this is now granted, this isn't woodworking, but it's it's building. Right. I, so I would go and I would just build shit with wood, whatever I I mean. Spaceships like I I remember building, like this. Remember Battlestar Galactica? And they would go, they get in their... Oh, uh, what was the of course? Not I the, did. not the new one, um, but the uh, what was it? What was the good guy's little fighter jet? Remember what that was called? No, anyway. So, in the episode when they would shoot out of the tubes, you know, and you'd they like they go to fight the Cylon. So they'd shoot out those tubes and you'd see the cockpit. Well, I built like a little cockpit out of just a bunch of (laughs) wood scraps. That's cool. And, you know, so then from there, you know, working on the radial arm side, I used to build little things and finally got to take wood shop in high school. And I built, you know, a wooden chest. I started building a waterbed. They got stolen. Um, Yes.
0: Fill that one in. My face just wrinkled up. What happened
1: So I almost didn't graduate on time because I didn't pay my shop bill because I was building a waterbed. And because so basically what happened is I breezed through the the wooden chest that we had to build. And, you know, I want to say I finished it probably a month early. And he's like, well, just build whatever you want. So, you know, I saw there was a senior that was building a waterbed. So I thought... Oh, cool. I'll I'll try that. So I started, you know, putting the pieces together, cutting the panels and everything. And, um, I, I, I was a good way into it, you know, and getting to the end of my freshman year, was it? No, I, I, I don't remember what year it was. It it would have to be my senior year because it was graduation. So, um, the, uh, I, the you know you stored it there, so I, I wasn't in wood shop. and I went in one day and I was went to go work on it, and it's gone. And I was asking like, hey, where's my where's my waterbed? Well, it's back in the you know back in the storage room, so I went you know the piece because it was still in pieces. So I go um, I went back there and it was gone. Somebody had just taken it, and they wanted me to pay for it. and I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm not paying for this because it got taken. It's like it got stolen from the woodshop. Like, well, how do we know you didn't take it out of here? Uh Uh-huh. I was going to ask. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't prove that I didn't. So, you know, we luckily it just kind of the they didn't make me pay for it. And I didn't I was just happy to, you know, get to graduate, you know, to be able to to move on.
0: So um I like that you moved on away from waterbeds too. Yes. I remember those were the shit back then. They were, dude. <clears throat> I remember. Maybe they'll make a comeback. Then we'll have floods on the second floor. Oh yeah. <laughs> Four
1: rooms that again. That would be so awesome. Oh, But no, see that couldn't have <clears throat> been my senior year. Maybe it was, they weren't going to grad, not graduate, but they weren't going to pass you, pass me to the, mm-hmm. to, cause it had to have been my freshman year.
0: Yeah. What so kind they, of wood were you using by the way?
1: Uh, oak. Oh, good. The white, white oak, red oak. No, this was, um, this was, it had, oh gosh, the, the outside was white oak. And then the, the, you know, the inside where the, the mattress was going to go uh-huh. was just part of, uh, plywood. So you had, you built your inside box out of plywood and then skinned it essentially with the oak. And then you, you doubled up the oak on the top rail. So it looked like a thick piece of oak. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the bottom half of it was on the inside was just plywood. So, and then it, you know, it had the paneled sides. So it's, you know, you had to cut your, you had to route your edges. So, you know, for a panel... Yeah. And I I don't remember what like all the a, little tools are, but you you know you'd route your center panel. Yep. And so then it, you put
0: a frame around it. And then you basically put a frame around it. And that's it. your panel and, and you start yeah. putting panels together inside exactly. a big frame. <laughs> yeah, so, that's cool.
1: But yeah, I, I mean I'd love to I just don't have the tools. I mean I have a, a small table saw which I could get by with, but I definitely would need a router, you know, right. different things like that to, to do some things. Well those are pretty cheap. Miter yeah. saw maybe? No, I have a miter saw. Oh, okay. I just need I get a new blade for it. But jigsaw. I have an, I have a shitty jigsaw, so I'd have to get a new one of those. No, no, no. I have a yeah. No, I have a jigsaw. Yeah, I do have a jigsaw. It's good. Not a not a big fan of jigsaws because they're they're not as precise a cut sometimes as I'd like them to be. But I guess sure. you know they're not really meant to be. No, Super I mean precise. it's a handheld
0: miniature bandsaw, and it's you know it's got the a wobbly blade. Just step up the next time you do invest in a you know a, a little bit more medium and high or high end on that. That's I learned a little bit of lesson on that one too. I've got an inexpensive DeWalt, but my dad's got a Bosch that is just really really nice, and uh-huh. it doesn't matter how how good of a blade I put on mine versus his. That blade doesn't shift on his. Wow. -hmm. Yeah, mine's a a, you know craftsman
1: twenty dollar thirty dollar yeah number yeah well and it's twenty years old fifteen years old or something like that.
0: Well, let me pose this one to you. Do you feel like building anything anytime soon? Of course. It sounds like that an need, offer. Uh, yeah, because I have a deck that I need some help with, and oh. we could we could Ooh, record a whoa. lot. is it? Man, look at the.
1: We are almost an hour.
0: We are Gosh, an we, hour. We better uh,
1: <clears throat> look at that. Time yeah. just goes right by. I'd love to continue the, talking about this, but you know, boy, I gotta go. Well, all right, everybody in the audience, you just heard how <laughs> we transitioned away
0: from the, a manly type of show into like a. Um,
1: I don't know what we're gonna monologues. call it yet, but
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something a little more wussified. You let me down, man. Sorry. Are you are you coming out here to build the deck? Yeah, I'm gonna build the deck there, <laughs> and then I'm gonna bring it back <laughs> in pieces, in and then pieces. assemble it here. Yeah, yeah. That was my plan. Okay. I mean, how would you do it? Duh. Well, obviously that way. Yeah. Now it'll be pretty easy though. We've got about a twelve foot by forty foot deck. Um, I'm not gonna put rails up on it at all. We're just okay. gonna let it be like a floating deck out there, um, you know, an with in, about a an infinity deck. <laughs> That's classy. Yeah, yeah. I guess kind of an infinity deck, but no, really. I guess the term is floating deck. But <clears throat> I prefer uh, but, infinity. But just to do that, and um, my little challenge will be to build it up over the existing like. 11 foot by 11 foot or 10 foot by 10 foot slab that we have where the patio is built with the house. Right. Um, and then equally on both sides there. So I'm not about to remove the slab. I just don't know, um, you know, what to worry about or what to prepare for, um, by, by building onto the slab because it's raised, the slabs raised about four inches out of the ground. So I think I know how I'm going to do it. I'm just gonna put the joist, you know, half-size joist there, and sort of use that as the, you know, the high line as I go left and right along the backyard. So I think I've got it down. It just would go a whole lot. It'd be easy enough to do in a, you know, with two guys, right, in like a weekend, or with me and the kids in like a month and a half, a month and a half, or
1: by yourself like me, which I'm still laying floor. Are you way. really?
0: Hey, hey! Don't. don't that no, But so I surprised. thought you guys were done. I mean, I thought you guys. I'm were done. done
1: with the portion that I needed to get <clears done. <clears <throat> have you done the bathroom? Yes. And you've done like the, what's mit- What's left? The
0: half the kitchen and the dining room. Okay, so you're leaving the like the family room carpeted down there. No, it's the done.
1: Oh, that was. One, Wait, done. which so we have the family room, which is. I think that you crashed on the couch the in kitchen. there Okay, yes, that's
0: what I'm and talking about And then the
1: family room, which is the kids' room
0: <laughs> So the family room and then the family room Fuck you <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, the bigger the bigger of the two rooms No, it's with, like the
1: family room and the kids' room I guess you could, the kids' living and I room
0: And I saw where you were through the entryway And then into the kids' room <clears throat> And I that's did, all done seen, Okay, the, and I haven't seen the family room yet the family room we put laminate in. Okay.
1: We were we thought about doing tile, but I had a shitload of laminate floor. And what's cool about this laminate floor is it, it it's actually a lam a hardwood laminate. So the top of it is actual wood, not. Um, not the, you know, printed right. or, or, you know, fake texture. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. I had a bunch of that, that we were going to put upstairs and I put it in the kids room upstairs and it, the floor is so uneven and it, that, it just, I even put a subfloor underneath, you know, um, I put uh, in a quarter inch plywood just to, you know it opposite direction of the jo- of the the joints and everything and still creaks and dips so we weren't and our bedroom is uh, 400 square feet so mm-hmm. there's this huge massive floor and if I had trouble in a 10 by 10 or 11 by 11 room I'm, I'm gonna right. have a nightmare in that room so 20 by 20 right? yeah we decided not to not to do it and I was trying to sell it on Craigslist and we're like well shit what if we just put it in the living room down here the family room and it looks great I just need I need to finish the tile that goes that because it's the family room is sunk down about eight inches from the rest of the floor so all around The upper, we'll call it the upper floor, is the tile, and then it sinks down, and there's the laminate, and the (laughs) tile is dark, the laminate is lighter. I just, I need to finish that tile so I can do all the finish trim and stuff like that around the floor. Gotcha. You know, I'll get to it. I don't need to be reminded every six
0: months. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Yeah, we're, I'm, I was literally having a chat with Heather about the floor and I'm like, look, you know, we've got, that's a boring subject. What do you think of the floor? But I was, I was cleaning the floor, right? I was doing my, my womanly duty. I like doing the floors. Um, So I'm steaming, you know, I like, we have one of those, um, what's the brand, whatever, but it's like a steam mop. Shark? uh, Shark, yeah. Steam mop. Uh, for the tile, which are downstairs is like half tile and half carpet. Now it, it's nothing fancy. It's the, you know, it's, it's what you would put in a rental back mm-hmm. in 2007, which was when the house was built. Okay. <clears throat> so it's, you know, beige carpet and tan, you know, tile. Um, but she really wants to have like nice hardwood floors and things like that. But we've got, uh, you know, a lab with like light hair and then we have two cats And then we have kids. I mean, between the hair and the crumbs, that that floor, is it's just going to piss me off that we've invested in this floor. Yep. And, you know, I killed, you know, I killed myself to break up the tile and then, you know, lay down all this stuff only to see it, you know, just dust bunnies everywhere and fur balls all over the place. And it would just irritate me. And then have to invest in, like, rugs to sit on the floor and feel comfortable. Yeah. So... I uh, I still don't have an answer, um, <laughs> but you know, whatever we'll see. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather start with the deck. So, so you're welcome to come on out. I'll fly you out. Oh, uh, room and board. Look at Plenty that. Plenty of great barbecue here, and uh, just bust it out, man. Breakfast tacos. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
1: I'm getting a weird.
0: Hearing some static. Yeah. Do you hear it? I do. I wonder if it's a Skype. I bet it's a Skype. Could be. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, we're starting to ramble on. Maybe we should talk about house projects and how to prioritize or what to do or blah, blah, blah the next time we chat. What do you okay. think? That sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Well, that's about it for now. Um, thank you all for, for paying attention to our our, our little <clears throat> our little chats that continue here. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few different ways to get in touch with us if you'd like. Uh, email is probably really, really good. I'm sure you know what an email is and how to send them. And we know how to receive them. So if you'd like to shoot us a note, um, you can email us at show at gmail.com. Um, what else? You know, you can take a look at us on our website, com. And um, like always, we just ask that if you like the podcast, uh, it would be great to get a review. But it's better if you just share us uh, with some other folks that you know. So if you can do this. If you could do this, if you could do that, if you could do this or that, that would be really, really awesome. Well, personally, thank you, by the way. We will. Well, you will.
1: Yeah. i just sit back with mild contempt on my face. (laughs) That's a beard.
0: Did you name your beard mild contempt? That's me. Yes. All right. As of right now. Me, mild contempt. It shall be known as mild contempt. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, next episode we'll talk about beer names. <laughs> I think that just about does it. All right. Boom. Oh, Thanks, y'all. Okay, see ya.